Hi, Adam. Hey, Trey. <sighs> yeah, we're, we've got a, another bonus special episode today. Bonus. Yes, for anybody that uh, hasn't heard our previous bonus episode, we're doing these cute little episodes where we review um, musical episodes of non-musical TV shows. And last time I got the pleasure of picking the uh, Even Stevens musical episode Influenza um, oh in season two. Originally it was episode 21, but for whatever reason on Disney Plus it's episode 16. No idea why. All those but, cut episodes, all those banned episodes uh, well, of Even Stevens. I can't, uh, you know what, I should actually look into that and see if there were, but I can't imagine why. I'll have you know that I was so prepared for today <gasps> that I watched this. <laughs> you prepared? Sorry, a disclaimer. We here at Theater Mandate do not, uh, do not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this. Uh, we do not condone dangerous actions, but I did watch this in my car on the way to work. Jesus, tap, it's a 20 minute episode if that. And it was a 30 minute drive. Uh, not worth it. Uh, you know I can't do that because I actually take copious notes and research. Yes. Well, I just listen with my brain. And you retain nothing. I nothing. Not a thing. Oh, my God. Let's dive in um, with the, the pre-research that I did because every time I watch one of these episodes, I'm always curious, did they bring anybody in specifically like that has any kind of musical theater background um, and like any professionals to kind of help um, move this in the right direction. Um, for for this one, the answer was kind of no, but we'll go over who they did add. Um, this episode has all original music written by John Coda, um, who's just done a lot of, like his whole thing is doing movie and TV scores. Um, so the whole team of this actually ended up doing That's So Raven. So John Coda was a part of that. legal name? I don't, I didn't. It's like what's he on, had to go into music. Yeah, they, I mean, that's very true. It is a great name to go into music. I don't know if it's his, like, government name. Um, but, like, solid name. Good job, John Coda. Good name. Um, but he did, like, th kind of things that you might have seen. Um, he also, like, did the music for Bratz, Legally Blondes, all the Baby <laughs> Geniuses movies, and most recently, The King's Daughter, which is, like, a... a, a um, I think it's like it's either coming out or it came out recently, um, but it looks really good, and I listened to some of the music from it, and it's quite good. Legally Blondes, yes. So like with an S, with an S. Like I think it was a TV offshoot, so not like not Legally Blonde, but Legally Blondes. I remember it coming out, and that's why I put it in there because I was like, I've heard of it, but I never saw it. And then we have huh. choreographer Kim Blank. Who also does like no no musical theater background or stage musical background, but does a lot of TV and film um, choreography and like commercial movement and coaching. Um, so like this, you know, also ended up doing that. So Raven as well. And the other only other thing that I saw of note that like I really cared about was that she was Tinkerbell's movement coach for Hook. Oh, that's actually dope. That's like right. Like I thought that was really cool. Um, but like besides that. No, no, like, no music or theater people. No, huh. none, none of, 
nobody that I think could really bring that like like true Broadway style. Yeah, that feels right. That's I mean, I think we're gonna find that in most of these. I was hoping I was hoping for more. We've oh, only done the two. Nostalgia got you. Did the nostalgia get you? Did you oh, think for this, this was going to be better? Yeah. No, oh, oh I, no, I liked the episode. I just meant I wish oh, okay. that there were more people in the, on the production team that like understood musical theater. I'm sure that'll come up at, at I'm sure like at least one of, we have like I'm 30 of in. these episodes. I'm sure at least one of them, we will be pleasantly surprised. I hope so. I'm wait. I'm waiting. There's some, I mean, there's some that like, regardless, I think they're good. But I just like it's kind of nice to see like, oh, wow, they got this person involved and they're awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about the episode. Yeah. Like, I oh. think let's start. So where we uh, antithesis of what we did for uh, the other one, whichever I forget, I already forget. The Riverdale. For one. The Riverdale. I just want to do a quick plot because okay, it's, yes. I mean, it's a children's show. The plot is. Very basic, very graspable. So, like, true. It's just the there the A and B plot. A plot is um, Ren Stevens, played by Christy Carlson Romano, whom I I still love to this day. I think she's true. awesome. Um, it, she's sick. She's got the flu, but she still wants to go to school to earn her perfect attendance record. Because she's a nerd, a huge yes. nerd. It's, that's very like. The, like there, the whole thing is like the A and B plot are always Ren and Lewis. Lewis, uh, played by uh, Shia LaBeouf, before he was problematic. Uh, Shia just a young, innocent Shia LaBeouf. Um, and Shia LaBeouf is the like doofus, doesn't care about school, oh, mm-hmm. like prankster guy, and mm-hmm. like they're the you know they're the foils to each other. His whole storyline is that he wants to get out of this weird gym obstacle course test that he has to take. And that's our, that's the whole plot. It's pretty simple. Let's pause just for a second. Go because on. I, I know this will come up later, but as I was driving and watching this episode, um, I just, when was, this show's out like early 2000s, right? Very like early, the early 2000s, aughts. yeah. Mm-hmm. How did they get away with the coach being named Tug Nuts? I think in that time, you could just name anybody the funniest, stupidest name that you could. And it's just cute. Like, it's nobody, no kid got that. Right. I did. And it was upsetting. (laughs) Yeah. So there were a lot of things in that time where, like, things that would go over a child's head, but would be kind of funny to an adult who has to watch because their kid is watching. I think that. That's the kind of like hidden message for them that I never understood. I literally never got that um, when I watched it right. when I was younger. But I'm sure if my parents were watching in the background, thought it was funny. Sure. All right, let's get into these. Let's get into the 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 first song. I think, which is so the whole the the reason why this is a musical mm-hmm. is that like. Ren, in her flu fever dream, dreams that she does end up going to school. And everyone's and, singing. And everyone is singing, and it's a, all a musical, and mm-hmm. she has a big science project that she w- has been apparently dreaming about since she was a child, and she forgot about it completely and has nothing. Because she's a nerd. I've had a those. huge nerd. I, listen, I've, we've all had those nightmares where you're like, 
unprepared for something big. About your science project that you've been dreaming about? I don't think born. it's ever been a science project, but it's like holding homework on and stuff. Or like, oh, I mean, being late to class. That. Oh, I, I've had nightmares about like <sighs> missing class. Never. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> I am the Christy Carlson Romano of this duo, and Amazing. you are the Shia LaBeouf. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, the first song when Ren goes to school and she's having her fever dream is the morning announcements. Quite frankly, what a great opening number. It's a bop. It's it's cute. It's adorable. Um, honestly, the like I was really happy. The whole thing, I was really happy with the way they filmed it, this. I think that um, the whole episode does a couple things really well. It's early enough first of all they they stylistically hit like several different mm-hmm. musical styles which yes. is fun love it they also and i don't know if it's like a early aughts disney budget thing or if it's like a just that like that was what was kind of being done in the time period it kind of seems like everyone Mr. Coda, who wrote the music, Mm -hmm. I think did a good job of playing to everyone's singing ability who was singing on the show Mm -hmm. because it's not like tuned to hell. No. Like the Riverdale episode was. Like most things that you would see these days if somebody does like a musical, even like a movie, it's like tuned to shit. Whereas like this one wasn't. There was a like a like a ungodly amount of reverb on everybody's voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it kind of sounds like they were like, hey, we need to do this musical episode. And all we've got is this MacBook to record with. Uh, so everybody just huddle around and let's sing a couple songs. But it, it like everyone kind of seemed like they were obviously they're not singing live, but it yeah. seemed like they actually just recorded it and they were like, great. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Because it's like a funny, silly thing anyway. It's, yes. They didn't take it too seriously. And I I, don't, I fully believe that they did not go into a professional recording studio for this. No. I think they were just like, let's like quick and dirty. They, I mean, like, like they probably had the budget for it, but we're like, why blow a bunch? Like, why blow the budget on this? Like, again, they didn't take themselves too seriously. They understood that this was a kid's TV show and kids aren't really that... Um, picky about seeing the like people that they've watched for two years singing badly like they don't right. really care about that right although not all of them sang badly and i think there were two that sang point good. i thought the morning announcements oh, person was very good i thought it was great um everybody was like very charismatic yep they clearly like they they brought in like a small set of dancers yes who like uh I still think the choreography for every number was as basic as you could possibly get. As it should be. Yeah, I think they could have gone a little bit harder for me. Like, it was all stuff that I was like, anybody can do this. Right. And they brought in dancers for it. But (laughs) most of the time, they just use like, here are like standard extras. Here are our supporting characters. Let's just use them and like do really, really simple choreography. Right. Um, but that was a cute number, like a great way of like getting us in that musical spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then we go into um, Always Finds a Way, where we talk about Lewis always finding a way to get out of um, get mm-hmm. out of gym class or get out of anything. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I wrote was, these boys can't sing. Shia yeah. LaBeouf was the worst singer on set. And, like, they couldn't do anything to save him. Yeah. It was really I bad. think it's great that they didn't. I get it. I it was I hated it, honestly. I hate it. I maybe it's just because I have negative feelings about Shia LaBeouf. But even then I was like, oh, your your voice is really bad and it's like cutting through. Um the the actress playing Tawny. I mean, the boys were worse than her, but she can't hit it. She can't hold it. I like how you wrote about her top. Oh my god, the funniest fucking top. I loved it. Where it had a miss miss M-I-S-S space understood sash over it. For that time period, fucking iconic, and I still love it. It's so just like I'm a slightly edgy teen. Yes. Well, that was her whole character. She was the like alt girl. And that at the time was so edgy. Hilarious. Ugh, iconic, and I loved it. Okay, so first song good, second song bad. I didn't like the second song, no. Fair enough. Then we move on to uh, What's the Matter with Ren, um, which is um, sung by, mostly sung, but was sung by her friends and her arch nemesis um, about <laughs> like, wh- how how is it possible that Ren could forget about the science project? Right. Um I think that oh, I, this is the one with the rap in the middle. Yeah, with the with the like very clearly early two thousands rap in the mm-hmm. middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought like the I I wrote his name down here and I have to find it um, because I forgot his name. The um, Larry, Larry, her, her arch nemesis. There it mm-hmm. is. He's good. He's like a really good singer. Yeah, he is like a good singer. He was like the second good singer besides for me. It was Chrissy Carlson Romano. Larry, and then the principal. Christy Cross and Romano has, like, been on Broadway. Yes. Yes. She's like, She was Belle? She's Belle and Beauty and the Beast. God. I just... She's having, like, a TikTok renaissance. Yes. And I'm so proud of her. (laughs) She never should have left. Fuck Hollywood for for making her leave me. I thought she was so impressive. Um, I thought... Well, I thought the song, like, the writing, I didn't think it was very... It wasn't catchy. I didn't think it was that good. But what about the rap? It had a rap. I that's that's, that's the how I knew that it was cool. bad. That's that's what I knew was like, oh, they can't even save this with a rap. That's how you know that they're in touch with the kids. They did, you know what? They did have with the <laughs> gross. They did have they they stepped up the dancing a bit and put in some stunts with the dancers, and I appreciated that. They had some flips. They had their dancers like earn their fifty dollars for the day. I don't know. They I don't feel like they were paid that much. I'll be wow. Honest. Um, I mean, at, the, at that time, I don't know. I, I think, you know, they, they, they put in a little bit more. I don't know. That song had a rap, so that was good. Moving on to sixth period, which is still all about how it, like, the, this is like the, the, um, act one ending number that you, you like, that you would find. It, like, this is truly the one day more of the Even Stevens It was very episode. one day more. The, I think the, the, um, the cinematography, like how they filmed it and cut it all together, was actually really good. I liked that. I thought it was catchy. I liked the song. Um, but, I mean, it's all about how, like, it's all going to go down at sixth period. Sixth period is when Lewis's obstacle course is and when Ren's science project is due. Um, 
So there, it like I just thought it was the the melody, everything behind it, like that that act one ending feeling. I think they nailed it with that. I like how you wrote random disco is weird, which as a sentence itself is pretty wonderful. It did have this weird moment where they brought in um, the parents randomly mm-hmm. and then they start it went into disco randomly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that this this almost was a really good song until they did that. Yep. Do you remember the dad's name? Dad. Steve Stevens. No, it's not. Yeah, it's Steve Stevens. Fuck Which off. Which I, as I was, I was like, as I was watching, I was like, oh my god, that's right. The dad's name is Steve Stevens, and I love it. That's awful. <laughs> I don't, that's like so funny when you're like nine years old watching this. Yeah. Steve Stevens. That's so oh, cute. No. Um, and then we get to like the big number, like the theme of the whole show. Uh, oh no! Sorry, sorry. I'm skipping. I'm skipping. You're skipping. I skipped one. Um, the best number. Your because it your was favorite ridiculous. number. I don't not think this my is favorite. my favorite number, but I do like. And I'm just going to point out that you've written some of these things because yep. they're absolutely hysterical and mm-hmm. also exactly what I was thinking the yeah. entire time. Uh, so the next song is called something. Master of the gym. No, it's not. It's called Master of the Gym. It sounds like Master, master of the House. And the ma- it, it, is, it literally is a play on Master of the House. Wow. I like that you specifically called out that part of the obstacle course in this school is fighting a grown man in a gorilla suit in a cage. Yeah. I thought that, I mean, it's funny in the context of like you're watching as a kid, but I was like, this obstacle course is just like abuse. <laughs> Yeah, this is like I I would be f- like you're supposed to like kind of root for Lewis, but at the same time recognize that he's just a doofus trying to get out of doing work. But in this case, I'd be like, oh, no, he's trying to get out of an abusive situation. Did you uh, did you have to do like the rope climb? No, I never had to do a rope. Climb. I didn't either. That's in like every piece of media about with like a gym class yeah. in it that I've ever seen. I feel I've like never met anybody thing. who actually had to do that. Maybe it is. I Maybe think it's it a of function of like boomers and gen x writing yeah. these shows yep, and being yep, like yep, yep. i had to do this so it's relatable hello fellow yeah. kids well we had to do the presidential fitness exam but the, uh, there was no rope climb involved yes i remember that stretching and sit-ups and stretching sit-ups, things like that pull-ups run R- the mile the mile was a part of it yeah but like there was no obstacle course and there was no like no. criscoed rope that i had to climb no, there was none of that. But I thought Master of the Gym, like knowing that it is a callback to Master of the House, is yeah, it's great. It is good. And then, then the kids sing. And, and then I said, and then the kids like because I thought that the gym teacher was actually a good singer. Like he he like did that that song really really well. And then all the kids start singing, and I'm like, oh god, you all suck. It like cuts like a knife through like what he did. What. Coach Tugnuts yep, did. What Coach Tugnuts did. Thank you. Um, and then we get to like the theme, which is uh, we went to the moon in 1969. I think it's such a well-written song. It's also a direct callback to the song that she was listening to yes. when she fell asleep in the like purposefully bad. So like her mom puts her to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't think we touched on this. And no. puts on like a like a purposefully bad like movie musical in the background 
and it's it's almost it directly. You did write down the name, yeah. which I thought was really funny. Oh yeah, Curly, Curly Girl. Curly Girl, which was the name of the horse. The name of the horse. The name of the horse that he writes. That's all we know about, about it. It's That's in, all we know about the plot. We know that it's 1869 because he's singing about oh, it in the yeah. background. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, let's go back a second. So mm-hmm. Ren shows up to class. And her like nemesis rival, whatever. Larry. Oh yeah, Larry. Legitimately arranges the rearranges the molecules in a piece of liver and turns it into a chocolate bar. Now, Just, like, does magic in front of everybody, and they're like, "Well, let's see what." If Ren someone has. discovered that <laughs> alchemy. If someone, yes, if someone solved world hunger. <laughs> I don't know that that's, that actually does well, the opposite I mean, of solving problems. I mean, hunger, listen, but... it really depends on the constraints here, and it didn't go enough into it. I'd, sure. love, to, I'd love to hear even Steven's headcanon about this liver-to-chocolate machine. Is Does it only turn liver into chocolate, or does it turn anything into anything? Let's just remember that he only had the confines of the academic year, so I think he did the best he could. <laughs> I think he just went with these two I things, hate that but you're I bet, right. I bet that he could do more. Larry's Larry's a great singer, so he must be able to do this. I wrote in the notes. So if he could do that, though, he would be immediately whisked away by the government. Oh, yeah. To work on, like, top secret next level shit. The yeah. man did, like, Magic. Star Trek level science yes. in a grade class, classroom. My note literally says, Larry turns liver into a chocolate bar and isn't given a MacArthur Genius Grant immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, then Rin sings a song about yeah, landing on the like, moon in 1969. <laughs> in but I think what I love about the writing of this is that it it's very reminiscent of every kid who's never done their homework or the reading and they're just like, okay, like go, like tell me about what you learned. It's, and you're like, it's your group project. It is my group project, except when I like say like, okay, you talk about your section. And they're like, well, two plus two equals four. But if you rearrange the twos, it still says two plus two equals, it's that. It's that like, that like Donald Trump level, like just saying <laughs> the same thing in different ways and trying to like get off topic. I love I love everything about it, and it, it's a good number, and Christy nails it. It it was really funny. I think an actual, I actually had a laugh, like a genuine laugh during this episode. At the end, when one of the teachers is like, well, that was wonderful. Oh, yeah. And Larry is like, but she didn't say anything. And the teacher is like, I know. That's why she's getting an F. Yeah. That, that was a good, like twist because everybody's enjoying the number you think she's won it hysterical and then they do a reprise they do do a reprise reprise instead of about ren getting an f and then she wakes up Mm -hmm. and then the family is like you miss school and then they do a reprise yep because she's still in a dream Mm mm-hmm it's just an award. Is so over the next three hours, I will explain how I think that the movie Inception was really inspired by the influenza episode. I just want everybody to Emmett know Stevens. that every podcast Point app one. has a, a, a fast forward <laughs> 15 seconds button. Just keep going until you hear my voice again. <laughs> you don't actually have to do that. I'm not allowing it's him to go into now. that. 
Um, so yes, then they do another reprise of It's Just an Award. And then she wakes up again. And that's kind of it. Like She wakes up from the dream. She realizes that she has missed out on her perfect attendance yeah. award, but says it doesn't matter. Yes, in a stellar acting moment. The one thing that the entire episode was about, she finds out that she is now missed out on, and her reaction is thoroughly, oh, well. Listen, that is growth. That is growth to be able to say that, uh, well, first of all, let's, let's instead of three hours on Inception, let's spend a couple hours on how attendance policies are ableist. So I think her understanding that getting perfect attendance is not a good representation of her character is quite significant growth in the early aughts. I thought that it was really interesting to watch this through a, uh, we just went through a global pandemic oh, yeah. lens where <laughs> like, she's like, no, I'll just go to school when I'm sick. Yep. It's fine. We used and to do And everybody's that. like, well, maybe not. Because we genuinely, that, I mean, to a certain extent, that's what my parents did with me was if For I woke sure. up sick. My parents would give me cough medicine and send me on my way. Yeah. Because, I mean, for at least with my family, like having to take a day off because a child was sick was just not a great yeah. option. But, yeah, I mean, that's what people did all the time. They're like, and if you really feel sir sick, you can go to the nurse's office and they'll call us and we'll come pick you up. Which I was like, or we can all spend the day together and not have to drive back and forth. Right. Um, right. But, yeah. Oh, my, are you kidding me? People went... Uh, crazy right up until the pandemic i would go to work sick all the time yeah. because you couldn't miss work right. are you kidding me now it's like i think i might have a headache i'm gonna I'm not gonna risk it and and cause another pandemic and that is even steven's influenza episode. musical episode i loved it honestly the nostalgia really got me and i think what was different like it wasn't it wasn't like groundbreaking. It wasn't amazing. No. But it didn't take itself seriously. And that's why I appreciated it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there, yeah, there's not an ounce of like, this is a good thing that we're doing yeah. in the entire episode. They were entertaining children. Like, yeah, listen, it's okay. I liked it. Yeah. Okay, we have to give it a rating because that's something we did. <gasps> oh, in the yeah, first we one. did. Did we do it out of 10? We did it out of 10. Okay. I give this one a seven. I don't remember what I gave the last one. I think I gave the last one a four. You No, I think I gave it a four. You gave it a two. Oh, good. I'll go six. Okay. 6.5. I was thinking about the same thing because, again, it's not good, but no. it doesn't need to be. And it's also got the nostalgia factor, and it's just cute. Yep. Not taking yourself seriously and not doing a good job is kind of a fine thing for me. It's when you try to take yourself seriously, Riverdale, and produce trash, Riverdale. Okay, so we have to pick which one we're doing next. It's your turn. It is my turn. You're gonna have to scroll through because there's like there's a bunch of there's notes. There's so many in notes on that episode. Oh, there's more above that too. Yeah. You know what? Because I actually remember, and I think I like this episode. We're gonna do How I Met Your Mother, season five, episode twelve. I. Listen, that's the first good musical episode you've chosen so far. I've I don't only actually, chosen two. <laughs> um, I think it's good. I don't remember it, but I, I think it was good. I think we'll find out. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.